Carrie White's mother, Margaret White, gave birth to her daughter on September 21, 1963, under circumstances which can only be termed bizarre. In fact, an overview of the Carrie White case leaves the careful student with one feeling ascendant over all others, that Carrie was the only issue of a family as odd as any that has ever been brought to popular attention. As noted earlier, Ralph White died in February of 1963 when a steel girder fell out of a carrying sling on a housing project job in Portland. Mrs. White continued to live alone in their suburban Chamberlain bungalow. Due to the Whites' near-fanatical, fundamentalist religious beliefs, Mrs. White had no friends to see her through her period of bereavement, and when her labor began seven months later, she was alone. At approximately 1.30 p.m. on September 21st, the neighbors on Carlin Street began to hear screams from the White bungalow. The police, however, were not summoned to the scene until after 6 p.m., we are left with two unappetizing alternatives to explain this time lag. Either Mrs. White's neighbors on the street did not wish to become involved in a police investigation, or dislike for her had become so strong that they deliberately adopted a wait-and-see attitude. Mrs. Georgia McLaughlin, the only one of three remaining residents who were on the street at that time and who would talk to me, said that she did not call the police because she thought the screams had something to do with Holy Roland. When the police did arrive at 6.22 p.m., the screams had become irregular. Mrs. White was found in her bed upstairs, and the investigating officer, Thomas G. Merton, at first thought she had been the victim of an assault. The bed was drenched with blood, and a butcher knife lay on the floor. It was only then that he saw the baby, still partially wrapped in the placental membrane, at Mrs. White's breast. She had apparently cut the umbilical cord herself with the knife. It staggers both imagination and belief to advance the hypothesis that Mrs. Margaret White did not know she was pregnant or even understand what the word entails, and recent scholars such as J.W. Bankson and George Fielding have made a more reasonable case for the hypothesis that the concept, linked irrevocably in her mind with the sin of intercourse, had been blocked entirely from her mind. She may simply have refused to believe that such a thing could happen to her. We have records of at least three letters to a friend in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that seem to prove conclusively that Mrs. White believed, from her fifth month on, that she had a cancer of the womanly parts and would soon join her husband in heaven. 